Undeniable that humans are preying on some of these large animals, says Miller, and undeniably something happens to the ecosystem structure and function at about the same time. Miller knows the signs of human hunting better than most. He has spent years studying the burnt remains of eggs laid by Australian thunderbirds, Genurus newtoni, giant flightless avians that went extinct approximately 47,000 years ago. In 2015, Miller and others published a paper in Nature Communications arguing the burn patterns on these eggshells, which have been found in more than 200 hearth sites across Australia, were different than what would be seen from natural wildfires. You can't make a firm statement, but I think the smart money is the megafauna would still be around if humans hadn't arrived, he says. One counter-argument to the overkill hypothesis is that ancient climate change killed off all those huge beasts. Scientists on this side of the fence argue that, depending on the continent, fluctuations in temperature and humidity spelled doom for the megafauna. Yet Miller, who has also studied climate change in Australia from the Quaternary period beginning 2.5 million years ago to today, finds that argument lacking. These are animals that have been living through the Quaternary, and it's a rough time. In Australia, you go from extreme cold and dry during Ice Age periods and warmer and wetter conditions in interglacial times and they've made it through 20 of these cycles. Archaeologist Todd Surville tends to agree with Miller's assessment, though he didn't always. Surville was a student under Martin, the father of the overkill hypothesis. Initially, he was skeptical. The biggest hang-up is the paucity of physical evidence. For me, that was the case for a long time, Surville says. But when he started studying megafaunal extinction on a global scale, not just in North America, the patterns he saw astounded him. Hunting these large mammals tracks global colonization perfectly, he says. Humans move to a new place. Megafauna suffer extinction. Of course, the ecological and archaeological landscapes are vastly different between Australia and North America, where Surville does most of his research. In Australia, there's relatively little evidence of humans hunting or eating megafauna other than the eggshells Miller studied. Scientists have found no definitive proof that humans caused the doom of dozens of other deceased species, including 25-foot-long lizards and 1,000-pound kangaroos. But in North America, there are dozens of sites that show human exploitation of mammoths for their meat and tusks, though those sites can sometimes be contentious in their own right. There are more than 70 mammoths that have been argued to have some cultural association, human markings, or evidence of butchery, Surville says. Of those, the archaeological community would accept 16 as definite. Some argue that just because a spearhead was found in the same location as a mammoth, it doesn't mean humans killed it. They could have just been scavenging for its meat. And then there's the fact that plenty of other species, from short-faced bears to glyptodons, which were essentially one-ton armadillos, but we have no evidence of humans hunting them. That means humans didn't play any role in driving these other giants extinct, Surville clarifies. I don't know anything about hunting ground sloths, but I imagine a 16-year-old kid with a spear coming across one, is he going to ignore that? No, he speculates. While he's considered the impacts of large carnivores like lions and saber-toothed cats, Surville believes that the pressure humans put on the landscape forced those apex hunters to extinction. After all, humans aren't just hunters, we're ecosystem shapers. By changing the landscape and driving out predators, we may have had a far larger impact than even the deadliest non-human predators. For Miller, all the evidence of humankind's ability to alter ecosystems provides irrefutable evidence of the overkill hypothesis. But that doesn't mean the debate is anywhere near settled. 
Like climate change or human evolution, Miller says, the debate over whether humans are responsible for extinctions can be about values just as much as it is about data. I'm not sure there's any evidence that will convince people who don't want humans to be responsible for such a big change, Miller says. They want to put it in terms of good and bad. There's nothing to do with good and bad. It's not that humans set out to exterminate things. They're trying to feed their families the most efficient way they can. The idea that ancient hunter-gatherers dramatically altered their ecosystems doesn't necessarily line up with the stereotypes people have, Suravel adds, which is all the more reason to find evidence for the hypothesis. People like to think we don't see major human environmental impacts until the Neolithic, with farming, but I think that's absolutely not the case, he says. We see it from the very beginning of human existence on the planet. I think it speaks to our nature as animals, as ecological agents, as shapers of the environment. What all of them agree on is that the debate is far from being...